hello. I sang it that time. I just, I didn't even, I didn't even try to stop myself. It's my instinct. It's my instinct to start this on a high note. <laughs> hello, everybody. It's me. And I have some thoughts. I wasn't sure which direction to take this episode in and I had every intention of moving towards more talk of my ADHD because I guess it's all I talk about now. But I just couldn't come up with something that seemed to matter or feel important enough to talk about. And so I started doing some digging into how I've been feeling uh, which is always a good place to start. And I think I'm not alone in saying that lately I've been feeling, you know, pretty overwhelmed. Um, a lot of heavy things going on, not just in my personal life, but obviously worldwide. And bearing witness to that has certainly increased my levels of stress and maybe a touch more hopelessness, which seems impossible given what we've all been through collectively over the past couple of years. But here we are, um, and the sun rises again every day for us, doesn't it? And asks us to show up in the world the best way we can. And right now, just doing the bare minimum seems like a lot of effort for me, and I know I'm not alone. So I thought I'd kind of start there and maybe ramble my way through some feelings that may or may not help you. Um, and so buckle up. <laughs> it's, this isn't going anywhere. Don't buckle up, please. Please don't buckle up. Put your feet up. Get yourself something to, you know, comfort you. It could be some chips. It could be a cup of tea or a nice glass of wine or a nice joint, but get yourself comfortable and let's talk, shall we? I was scrolling uh, Instagram, <laughs> as per usual. I was gonna say the other day. First of all, it wasn't the other day. But second of all, like, <laughs> when am I not scrolling Instagram? I haven't yet, like, really taken a TikTok. It's on my phone. I am logged in under my daughter's account and I don't scroll TikTok. So I'm in a, in a world where we can be anything. I'm glad that so far I have resisted the urge to join what seems to be the weirdest cult known to this earth so far. And that's saying a lot. So pat on the back to me for that, but I digress. Back to scrolling on Instagram, and one of my most favorite people on Instagram, as you know, is Glennon Doyle, and uh, she made a post that was uh, in support of Adele postponing her show, and it was such a beautiful, um, concise, wording of how we're all feeling and I and I just wanted to share that with you in case you didn't see it it's from January 21st and it says COVID is killing us mentally because no one is showing us how to adjust our expectations of ourselves and others 
We are killing ourselves trying to make things work like they worked in the old world and we can't do it. We cannot make things work, but it feels like we aren't allowed to say that because no one is brave enough to say, no, this cannot be done right now, enough. But you did, she's talking to Adele here, and it is going to free people, I swear to God. You are a beautiful leader even when you don't know you are leading. Go easy on you. <laughs> nice little nice little uh, ending there. Um, when I read that, I kind of thought that is just exactly how I've been feeling, and I think probably all of us. This strange feeling of like having to put one foot in front of the other where we're being asked to pretend like life is normal or at least the way we do life is normal when it's not and no one's showing us how to adjust our expectations of ourselves through that right like we have this innate feeling in us that we should i hate that word but we should be able to do the things asked of us um, in life. And obviously that's a difficult thing for all of us outside of a pandemic, right? Having to navigate life's challenges and not let it you know, bring us to our knees every time so that we can push forth. And then here we are in this intensely different world now in COVID and kind of now coming out the other side of COVID where no one seems to have adjusted expectations, you know, like remember when at the very beginning, everyone was pivoting and working from home and everyone was like, um, this doesn't feel doable. Like, this doesn't feel sustainable to me. I, you know, and we all just did it, but it was like nobody at the upper levels were like, you know what? It isn't possible. So we're going to reduce our expectations on ourselves and on others. We're just going to kind of, we're going to keep things low key, but it wasn't, right? Like, it was like the same expectations as always, and none of us really knowing how to achieve those expectations. So, kind of like stuck in this place where you just feel like you're failing all the time. So um, I really appreciated her ability to articulate that. Um, And hopefully now that we are kind of coming out the other side of COVID, I think we are more, um, we have enough hope in us that we can start to adjust to this new world and to understand that we're all feeling that very sentiment, this inability to understand how to change our expectations for life. So that being said, I kind of wanted to talk about um, a piece of writing that I saw this morning. I subscribe to Kelly Oxford's, um, what is it, like a newsletter so cool because it's 2022 who says 2022 2022 and um she is a writer uh who is canadian living in la and uh through the pandemic a lot of her projects were kind of shelved or postponed and so she 
truthfully, she said, <laughs> like, I needed to find a way to make money. So she started this old school kind of newsletter and I, and I absolutely love it. It's uh, just little bits of personal essays and thoughts and it's, it's just great. Um, but today's uh, serving, which is kind of what inspired the direction of this podcast, uh, is more about perpetual playlists how music has always been her um, medicine. And I'm much the same way. Um, It's kind of always there. It's always been there for me. I have deep connections to the music that I grew up with and that I discovered in my teen years. Very special and important uh, to me. And so this newsletter talks about that. But the part that I find intriguing and what I kind of wanted to touch on today was this. All of my friends are in some sort of personal crisis right now. Mental health, physical health, romance, money, family, or death. I haven't been excluded from the crisis either. I have been very careful with my mental health, but stresses keep coming up. Stresses that feel intolerable. I have been feeling like all of the small wins are getting smaller and feeling less and less like wins. This has been worrying me, but I'm pushing back against it with the endless optimism of a lobotomized woman. And I love that paragraph so much. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I kid you not. It feels like all of my friends, like she said, are in some sort of personal crisis right now or have just gone through one. And I think maybe that's part of what adds to the feeling of heaviness right now is that you look around and you're often faced with evidence of human suffering. You know, you see obviously on the news, the war that is going on in Ukraine Um, But on top of all of that, you've got numerous stories here at home. You've got the unmarked graves continually being uh, discovered at the sites of former residential schools here in Canada. You know, obviously there's there's COVID and its disastrous reach on us over the last couple of years. And then you have this freedom convoy that was in the news over the last month here in Canada. And then you have your personal friends and family who are facing, like Kelly said, you know, mental health issues, physical health issues, problems in their marriages, you know, financial problems, or... (laughs) death and stress in their family life, their extended family. And it's like everything just feels like it's kind of laced with this suffering. Um, And that's hard because any hope that we start to feel, whether it's by the lengthening of the days or the, the, you know, the um, daylight hours 
or the looming springtime, which we're all looking forward to, and obviously goes without saying, the loosening of COVID restrictions. So any hope that we garner from these things coming towards us kind of gets dampened or overshadowed by what seems to be, as she said, intolerable stressors. Not things easily pushed aside. Or so much of them that even if we try to push them aside, there's more to take its place, you know, or take their place. I got to keep it grammatically correct. Um, so yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about how I've been trying to navigate this part of life by really honoring my exhaustion. And I think that that's something we have a really hard time doing in this world today, but probably forever as, as you know, humans, because we value productivity over anything else, you know, as a society, the harder you work, the more you devote yourself to producing something that can be seen as worthy, the more time you can do that and the more of yourself you pour into that, the more value you have in the world, right? That's, that's not me saying that. That's, you know, the way society works. And so I think we often are <sighs> scared to express our need for rest. And not just rest as in a nap. I mean rest, like rejuvenating rest where you can go through the day however it is you need to go through the day. And so few of us have had the opportunity to do that over the last little while that I think, A, we've probably forgotten. B, we also kind of want to get back to normal life. So we're kind of pushing and pushing. But C, it's led to this extreme low of dopamine and serotonin in our system where we just all feel so heavy and like we need rest, but we're so afraid to be vulnerable and say that. So I've, I've tried to honor that. I've tried to stop judging myself because I know countless people have much more challenging situations than I do. That's not to say that I've had it easy, but I understand that relative to many other people, I'm not struggling for basic human needs. I'm not struggling um, in any way financially. So I, I understand that my stressors are much less severe or life-threatening than so many people. 
But it's at the same time, we have to address the fact that our emotions when it comes to trauma and stress don't know the difference between one kind of trauma and another kind of trauma, if that makes sense. I mean, obviously we can take a look at severity, but the point is your adrenal glands and and your nervous system doesn't categorize trauma for you. It's not like it's like, you know, oh, this pandemic, well, we'll just file that under trauma A type. You know, it's a, it's a variety of factors that influence how you respond to trauma. So, and how many times you've been traumatized and so on and so forth. So I think if you can start to sort of lean into your exhaustion a bit more and have more um, honest conversations with yourself about what you really need, if it is rest, then taking that time to rest. I think that helps. I think the most important thing for me, though, so far in the last few weeks is being honest about um, my boundaries. And that kind of came to a head in a very kind of strange way a couple of days ago. Um, On social media... We're all seeing, you know, so many, what would you call it? Polarizing views being displayed by people that we know and love. And I think it's making a lot of us even more exhausted to have to swallow our feelings when we see people posting things that really make us upset. And I came to a conclusion yesterday morning and I thought, you know, I can't afford to be quiet anymore. Not that I really ever was. You know, if you're listening to this, you know me and I'm not someone who's just not speaking their mind, right? I, that's my thing. But now, especially, we're all tired. I get it. And if it's not your thing and if you want to get away from social media, more power to you. Absolutely. Get away. For me, I enjoy it. I enjoy aspects of it. Um, until I don't. And, and yes, the other day was one of those times where someone I've known for nearly all my life has spent the better part of the last couple of years kind of growing this really spiteful, hateful worldview that undermines so much of what I believe to be critical thought and common sense that when I would see these posts, it would make me increasingly frustrated. But beyond frustrated, it started to make me quite angry because it fueled so much hatred 
it was never rooted in, you know, what's best for the common good. And so, I don't know, a couple of days ago, I just thought, I need to just remind people, because I've been feeling this for a while. I needed to remind people, like, you don't have to let people stay in your life if what they're doing and saying has a profoundly negative impact on your mental health. Let me repeat that. You have no obligation to keep someone in your life whose actions and beliefs have a detrimental effect on your mental health. And so I kind of had that epiphany and I thought I'm going to post about it. And I just said, you know, someone I've known a long time has been posting things that have been upsetting me. You know, this one in particular seems very ill-timed given the war in the Ukraine. And I just want to remind you all that you have every right to remove people from your quote-unquote friends list on social media. You don't have to follow and support beliefs and ideas that make you angry. And so that was another tip that I've recently kind of, not that I haven't been doing that all along, obviously, but when I think when it comes to really deep personal friendships and family relationships, obviously it's a tricky thing to navigate on social media. But again, as a reminder, you're not obligated, okay? It's social media, it's an invention, and it's so toxic and terrible, and yet here I am telling you how to navigate it. Like, just get rid of it, really. That's my husband did. He was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're probably smarter than I am. Um, but don't tell him I said that. So another thing that I've been doing, and I think it's really the most important part of this, is... I'm trying my best to protect my energy. And I know that sounds so hippy dippy um, because it wasn't something that I've kind of grown up knowing about, but yet I did practice it for a lot of my life. And essentially what that means is listening to your own intuition. When you protect your energy, it means... When you come into contact with a person or a place or a situation, your body will tell you immediately the messages it's getting from those things. And we have done a great job as women of turning that intuition off early in life because we've been taught that it's wrong, you know, that we're too sensitive, that we are too emotional, 
we're hysterical over things. Just calm yourself, control yourself. Anyone who remembers Hillary Clinton running for um, the Democratic, no, for the pre- for president, my God, um, remembers her running for president and, you know, followed along anything she had to say. Her becoming who she is today was a lifelong journey of suppressing her feminine traits when it came to being in politics because they were taught women back then in her day and age that the more emotional you are, the less seriously you're going to be taken by the men. And in law, in her day, I mean, I can't even imagine percentage-wise what that would look like. I would say at least... 80% 80% of lawyers would have been male and and then, you know, female would be the other 20. And and so it's a, it was literally a man's world. And so she went in knowing, okay, I want to be the best of the best. And in order to do that, I have to be one of them. And so, and then it backfired. She got to the highest possible office other than president when she was secretary of state. And when she decided to run for president, all they could talk about was her lack of emotion. She seemed robotic. She seemed sort of emotionless. And so when she would go on interviews, she'd say, I understand that. And it's, it's really hard to trust that I can reveal those parts of me when I've been trained for 50 plus year to believe 50 plus years to believe that those were the very things that would hold me back. And so when I protect my energy, what that means for me is tuning back into my intuition. And if I'm with someone or doing something or I'm out somewhere and I feel that uneasy feeling, I don't do anything. I don't lash out. I don't respond normally. What I do is I note it in my head and I'll say, hmm, there's a vibe here and I'm picking up on it and I need to remember this and start to piece together why I feel it and how I'm going to protect myself from feeling that with this person or in this place. Because the boundary is for you, right? It's not about them. It's for you. Like, so you, when you protect your energy and you start to think, okay, how do I ensure that I don't ignore my feelings so that I can better serve that other person? I need to really honor the feelings I'm having so that they don't lead to bigger and worse feelings. Does that make sense? Because they snowball, right? The more we ignore feelings, the more we are training ourselves to, you know, dress rehearse for the inevitable atomic bomb that's going to drop in our emotional world eventually, right? We're, We're just... Saving it for later. We're stockpiling our sorrow. And I don't want to do that anymore. Um, whoever really did. 
But I think maybe that's how I'm coming out of this very dark, strange time in history is to honor my exhaustion, right? And then to really protect my energy by believing my intuition and not allowing society to tell me that if I lean in too much to my intuition, I won't be taken seriously. Because I think we're all seeing that that's such bullshit, right? Who's the most inspiring person on the face of the earth right now? I would say President Vladimir Zelensky. You look at him and you see a person who you know believes so wholeheartedly in what he's doing and you know that he's going with his gut. He is honoring his intuition. And I know that sounds so trite in the face of war. I'm not trying to say that like, Zelensky is protecting his energy. It's not, it's not a, you know, a comparison. I'm just saying you can see when someone is leading from their heart. And that, I think, is what's going to pull us, if we want it to, towards the sun and not feel so desperately heavy in the face of the suffering that may surround us. Leading with your heart and honoring your intuition. I hope that that resonated for you. Um, I hope it wasn't rambling drivel. And if it was rambling drivel, I hope that you had a really good glass of wine because then you got something good out of it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon. Love you.